0: Hello and welcome to our sermon series You Decide. This week we have a guest preacher. John Watson, the pastor of Eltham Green Community Church, will be leading us in You Decide, What Will You Ask of God? Enjoy. Well good morning everyone and uh, just great to be here with you. If you don't know me my name is John, I'm the pastor of Eltham Green Community Church. We send our greetings to you, our blessings and I just want to thank you for this opportunity just to join with you in this series on Philippians. And um, and I just really hope that you're going to be encouraged. I think this, at the time of recording, um, things may have well changed by the time you're seeing this, but um, we're still in this pandemic and I think this word is really relevant. Um, it's relevant all the time, but I think more particularly when we think about the difficulties and troubles and the worries that can um, surround us in these days. So. Um, really it's been great for me just to study it and read it and be encouraged by it as well so I trust that you will be so um, I'm just going to pray and um, we'll just look at these verses Father I just thank you for your presence you're not bound by time or space but Lord you are here with us at whatever point we are listening to this Lord your word is the same it is powerful and transformative we pray Lord that you administer to our hearts as we consider your word this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. So um, I've been asked to speak on uh, the verses in Philippians, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 to 7, and I'm just going to read those verses and I hope that you'd be able to follow these as well in your Bibles. He starts off with this, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I was reminded of these wonderful verses about peace, particularly in the midst of trouble or difficulty in the pre- preceding verse, talks about there were some disagreements amongst people. But Paul is writing, I think, not only by revelation, but by experience. And if um, many of you will know the beginnings of this church. Paul and Silas went to Philippi. We read this story, they went to find a place to pray. They went down by uh, a river and they shared uh, the, the gospel with a lady called Lydia and she gave her life to the lord she was a believer she met jesus and um and the church really started out of that and there's but something else happened paul was being followed by this uh slave girl who was um uh, demonically possessed and was speaking facts really just speaking out who these guys were and paul got really fed up with this cast the demon out and because of that the owners of this slave girl who lost their money really um, eventually, they got thrown into prison after being beaten and it 's in that prison that Paul really this rejoicing Lord always again, I say rejoice he he 's not talking about some kind of fanciful idea. Um, you know when you're get in trouble, just rejoice in Lord. He knew the power of that because we read this is in acts um, sixteen I think uh, where they were started to sing hymns and praise God. And uh, we don't know whether they were side by side. They might have been in two different parts of the prison, but maybe they could hear the other lifting up their voice. They joined in singing praises to God in the midst of this prison, rejoicing, um, rejoicing in the Lord. And this great earthquake comes. And then uh, we read that not only do the prisoners stick around and give their lives to Jesus, but also the prison uh, guard and his household. So this church is started in this experience of rejoicing in difficult situations. And, um, and so Paul's really speaking here from, from a powerful place of experience. This is, re- this is reality. And so we've got to approach this scripture on the basis that this is a reality to us, not just a, um, an encouraging word that will hopefully get us through things. But is there a peace that surpasses all understanding? And the first thing I, that really hit me with this is that when we're talking about peace here, we're talking about a peace that is, this world cannot give because it originates in God. There is not found in anywhere else. It is a peace that originates in God. And this is the secret that Paul found. It's it's, it's not a, um, a peace that comes from understanding a situation through our intellect correctly, by getting the correct facts. It's not about being able to understand or to, um, deal with our emotions that we can find peace. It's not about willpower to, you know, really push ourselves through and, and be hopeful or, you know, I'm going to choose to do this and believe and do this. There is something that comes from outside humanity, outside of ourselves that is introduced in us um, into those who are following Christ and who are rejoicing in the Lord always and who are letting their or making their requests known to God, as we will see in this passage. So the first thing you know, I think we need to understand here is that there is a peace that originates outside of ourselves. It originates in God, and um, and just to labour the point, in other words, this peace is not found in the external situations. There's a great move at the moment in Western society that says, change society and you would change mankind. But the gospel is, change mankind and you would change society. In other words change the heart of man and you would change the way man operates and um but what we so what we find is is that we can be trying to change our situation our even our society or change our um, external things if we can get them right if we can push that away if i can change that then i will find inner peace or i will find a rest a peace in my in my heart but that's not what the gospel is the gospel actually is you know you can find a peace internally, independent of your situation. And um, and I think what this is really starting to sort of get, the scripture's full of this, but in this passage you can see underlying this is, is essentially this. We need to embrace suffering as a gift from God. And we could go into many other passages. We can look at James, who says, count it all joy when you fall into various um, troubles, difficulties, sufferings. Um, and you can look at that passage and begin beginning of James. But um, I wanted to just take a real life situation just to explain this, be really encouraged by a, um, just the story of the church in Iran. And I think that we in the UK, in, in us, in wherever we're in St. Paul's Mary Mericray or Orpington or Eltham or London, wherever we may hail from, that we can learn something from these dear saints in Iran. Iran is one of the most oppressive nations for Christians. It has the highest number of executions anyway, generally, not talking about Christians, Um, although um, we know that when you're found to be a Christian, then particularly if you're a woman, tend to be raped, beaten, and then um, possibly or probably killed. And so this is... A very oppressive nation, but it is actually the fastest growing church in the world. And you've got to ask yourself, what is it that with such oppression on the outside, these saints are finding a peace on the inside? What is it about that? People are finding such a radical love for God. They're willing, they're choosing to follow God, love God and share about God, even though they may die. Essentially, even though they may be beaten, even though they may lose their jobs, they may lose their families. um, They are willing. There's a there's a a cry of worship and praise to God. There's a rejoicing in their situation. There's a desire to share this good news. There's a a joy that puts really us in a free society to shame. Um, And there's something just so wonderful about how we can really embrace this truth. And we need to approach this scripture with an expectation and approach our application of this with an expectation that there is a peace that far supersedes maybe what we've experienced so far because we haven't needed to. And um, Tozer, if you know uh, Tozer, a wonderful man of God, he's with the Lord. He said this, when I understand that everything happening to me is to make me more Christ-like, it resolves a great deal of anxiety. In other words, a lot of our anxiety, as we see a bit later on in, in this um, passage, or what I want to really encourage you with, is, the, is because of, it's not actually our situations, it's actually our view of God. When we have a correct view of God, it completely changes our situations, or our view of our situations. And it's because we're struggling with our situations, how to deal with them, we're, maybe we're trying to get in, involved and control them, that actually that builds up the anxiety in us because we realise we can't do it. And so rejoicing, first of all, I just want to label this point. There is a peace, there is a rejoicing, and it's a secret in the middle of this passage. And so Paul's teaching them, let, let me just you, if we get to that, talk about Spurgeon. Spurgeon um, loves Spurgeon's teaching. He said this, it is a blessed thing when the waves of affliction wash us upon the rock of confidence in God alone when these things force us to focus on god and say god is my redeemer it is him who will save me in this situation him alone there's something so wonderful and powerful and such a blessing in that because it's pushing us if you like in the direction of great blessing and joys etc so paul's teaching the church find your peace in god and not in the changing situation and then he says this he says let your reasonableness be known to everyone. And that word reasonableness, you might have in your Bible word gentleness. It's a difficult uh, word in the Greek to to translate in an an English word that does well enough to portray what it's actually saying. And I heard a story uh, that was quite a good way of explaining it. Um, There were two students. There was one who, um, they did their sort of end of year tests, and one got 80% and one got 50%. And then the uh, professor looked at the student's work or looked at the students themselves and he realized that the guy who had 80% came from a very well-off um, uh, neighborhood, very secure background, had all the books that he needed and all the stuff you know that he could study. Um, and you know, he was very well-to-do, well-supported, uh, had what he needed. Then he looked at the other guy who got 50% and he had, came from a poor neighborhood, didn't have much money, didn't have a good internet connection, if you like, couldn't access materials, couldn't buy the books that he needed, and he got 50%. And he looked at them and he, and he said, well, this guy who got 50%. He's actually got more than 50%. Because what he did was, he looked beyond just the facade, he looked beyond just the results, and he looked at what brought them to that, what enabled them to do that. And he looked beyond the situation. And this word reasonableness is, is looking beyond the situation, not just what it is up front. And it's recognising that, Actually, maybe the situation that people are at, if we looked beyond what was just on the, on the what we're seeing, we may find places where we're recognising that's why. That's where we need to be reasonable about where someone. And, and in the picture of problems and troubles of other people, God gives us the ability to just go beyond and look beyond because maybe deep down they've got situations and their own problems that's causing them to be this way and God gives us grace. To love people, and uh, so that's what it means. Let your reasonableness be known. Let your gentleness be known. That's 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 the kind of horizontal relationship in this situation. So the first one, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice is our vertical relationship with God. It's love God, worship God, keep praising God, and love those around you. And it's a bit like the famous commandment of God: love the Lord to God with all your heart, all your soul, your strength, all your mind, and your neighbour as yourself. And so. So here's, here's the encouragement. You know, if you're looking for peace by fighting the situations, um, know this, everything we need is found in God. The peace we need is a peace that originates from God. In the, it's the peace of Christ, his peace, the peace of God that enabled Christ to stay nailed to the cross, enabled to keep his mouth shut when he could have summoned the hosts of heaven. Um, the peace that enabled him to trust in his father. 1 Peter 2.22 says, When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten and continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. And so there's a divine peace that comes from Christ, the riches of his grace poured out on us. And um, so how do we receive this peace of God? And this is what Paul says. He says here, the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. By prayer, supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And this is what I want us to focus on in this sense. You can look into those words and you can, you know, really dive deep into them. But um, here's the thing I think I want to encode by. No intensive breaking through no great ministry required no pushing against the darkness no reeling off scripture upon scripture all these things are wonderful and have their place but here we see the simplicity of a child's response to their father make your anxiety and worries known to God peace comes because we've deposited our worries into the heart of God We've made them known, your children, your financial worries, your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual well-being. We take those worries and we deposit them and we place them in the hands of God, in the heart of God. And there's this divine transaction. It's the 1 Peter 5 or 7, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And as we cast our cares on him, then the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. At divine transaction, let your requests be made known to God, place them into his responsibility um, you don't need to remind him of his responsibility, but when you say that, it's you're reminding yourself that you've given him the responsibility over your family, over your uh, uh, loved ones, over your these challenges. You're saying, I'm, I'm saying this, you're in control of these things, I'm letting you take the responsibility for it. And so that's that simplicity there, you know, it's, and that's the wonderful thing about this passage. Let make them known to God, not get the result you're looking for in God. You know, break through in God, you know, or or any other kind of action word where there's a result is make known these things to God and trust him. Because we've got to ask ourselves, are we looking for peace or are we looking for understanding? And there's a real uh, important thing there is that sometimes we seek for understanding because that might give us peace. I don't know why this is going on. Why is this situation happened to me? If I can understand why, then maybe I can, un, through that understanding, I can, okay, I can get over it. I can, under, I can find some kind of peace. But, um, you know, the scripture here says about uh, this not requiring understanding. It's a separate thing. It's a great lesson here. It's peace we need, not understanding. God is not offering understanding. You may get understanding, but you may well not. And that's faith. God is offering peace. And faith often bypasses understanding. This is why the Proverbs says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. You know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Don't need or require understanding. Acknowledge him is another way of saying you're in this, God. Acknowledge your hand in this, your sovereignty, your control, your hand over my life and over these things. You know, be not wise in your own eyes. Don't require the understanding that you need to come up with the right way about what you're going to do that's not your responsibility that's the Lord's responsibility faith is to lean on who he is and not on our ability to understand so our ability to find God uh, peace in God without understanding and here's another important thing if you're thinking man how am I going to do that how am I going to find peace in God without understanding well it's directly related to your view of God who do you believe God to be? Tozer again, he said this, "'The church has surrendered her once lofty concept of God "'and has substituted it for one so low, so ignoble, "'and to be utterly unworthy of thinking, worshipping men. "'This she has done, not deliberately, "'but little by little and without knowledge, and her very unawareness only makes her situation all the more tragic. The low view of God entertained almost universally among Christians is the cause of a hundred lesser evils everywhere among us. A whole new philosophy of the Christian life has resulted from this one basic error in our religious thinking. In other words, we've brought God down to such a level he brought him down to our human uh, way of thinking that we cannot see the greatness of God operating in our situations because we're seeing God with eyes of men or as a man. And therefore, how can God deal with this situation? We've, we've reduced God down to a package deal that we can fully understand. But the problem is the package deal doesn't deal with everything. Spurgeon said, oh, if a man will but have great thoughts of Christ, he shall then find his troubles lessening, his troubles lessening. So maybe many of our troubles will be sold because purely on the basis that we know who Christ is. And I encourage you this morning, if there's anything you take from this, is let it um, cause you to pursue the right understanding of who Christ is. Understand the scriptures, take it as truth take it as word he is sovereign great marvelous amazing mighty powerful his heart of love and grace towards us understand all of these things read about him read books about the greatness of god whatever it takes to expand our understanding of who he is you see it's no surprise that we do not put our faith in god when we've reduced him down to our level why would we we may as well put our faith in ourselves but God is far greater for that. So if you look for understanding, it may never come. But if you look for Jesus, he will always be there. See, whether you understand why things are happening in your life or not, it doesn't change the fact that God is working in your life. William Barclay said this, We must remember the love of God, whichever desires only what is best for us. We must remember the wisdom of God, which alone knows what is best for us. We must remember the power of God, which alone can bring to pass that which is best for us. He who prays with a perfect trust in the love, wisdom and power of God will find God's peace. We've got to know who he is. And so I want to just bring this to an end and just think practically. And here's the question that you need to make a decision about. You know, what will you ask of God? You know, ask of God. You know, make known these foes and woes to God. TD Jakes once said, "Don't pray about your problem, people. Pray for them." You know, who knows what blessing you have been brought into uh, this situation to provide for those people. God has chosen you to be the one who stands in the in the gap, in the trouble. That that's what you're feeling, but God's placed you there because you are the means of blessing and transformation that's coming to those, but also coming to you. We are always transformed by what God is doing through us. That's the first thing. Make these things known to God. The simplicity of this, of just saying, God, I'm placing these things in your hand. I'm going to pray for these people. If it's people, if it's situations, I'm just going to bring them to you. The second thing is, ask of God for opportunity to be the peacemaker. So as I said, you know, we... um, may be seen that we are being positioned in that place because God is showing us what we are now made of because he's making us like him. And we don't overlook look the power of God that is available to us as we walk in his steps. Yeah, I'm a great believer that we, we may not see great marvellous miracles because we're never stepping into a place where those miracles are operating. We keep into our nice comfort zones. You know, when you see the early church, it was out when they're doing mission, when they're walking to the temple and everyone's watching. When Paul's in, in, in Silas in the prison, it's when there's something where God is moving by his power. And you may be the one there that is being used in that situation to bring about the peace of God for those people. And I don't mean peace between two warring situations or two changes, although that may be a part of it, but bringing the peace of God, salvation of God, the love of God into a situation. So ask God for them. Ask to you know, pray for these people, pray for these situations. The next thing I want to say is this ask of God for the grace of God to bring you rest. Practice leaving things with Him. And what I mean by that is literally sit and say, This is not my responsibility. I cannot change my family, my parents, my my siblings, or my children. I cannot change them. Only God can change them. But I can make these requests known to God. I can pray. I can ask of Him, bring my supplications. Um, And in the midst of that, in that rest, rejoice in the Lord, worship the Lord. Worship is, a, is an expression of faith and of love and of reliance on the Lord. As we praise God, we allow everything else just to be left in his hands. So we're not, you know, there are times for intercession. There are times where the Lord may lay a burden on you. But I'm talking about this whole thing, the process of depositing our worries. Take time with God, lay them at his feet, place them in his heart, in his hands. And that's one of the great blessings of knowing Jesus is that he can give us peace and rest in the most challenging situations you know we could be in a country of oppression like iran but be freer than a person living in the uk as i said earlier because we've learned the secret of resting god so practice resting god take time out to sit in his presence be before you do understand what it means to be the laws before we do the activity of christians and and finally i want to ask you this ask of god confidently for the protection of your heart and your mind. This is the promise of the word. The battle is often in the mind, our thoughts betray us. Paul said, take every thought captive to obey Christ. So we may lie awake at night, our thoughts are racing, our hearts are hurting, our fears rising, we're tossing and turning. Practice the declaration of the word of God. As Paul goes on saying the next passage, think on these things. Learn the practice of casting our care on him, and he will guard our hearts and minds. In all of this passage we have to understand what is our responsibility and what is his. He says for us we're to rejoice, we're to let our reasonableness be known to everyone, and we're to um, uh, uh, make known our anxieties and our worries to God. And everything else is God's responsibility, the peace of God, the guarding of our hearts and minds. All of those things God will do. And so I want to encourage you this morning that we do some business with God and we ask of God, what will you ask? What are the things right now that you know that you're holding on to because out of fear that it's all going to go wrong in that situation? Well, that's exactly the kind of thing you've got to learn to let go and let God take and just let him and every now and then you can come and say, Lord, I'm just bringing again, making known these situations to you as a reminder to me that you are in control you're in this situation especially when it comes to things like family members that we're concerned about we're worried about what their direction is in life but we can come we can say Lord and just come in again bring in my worries and my concerns my my hurts my loves to you and God knows our hearts he knows that whole process and remember this divine um, interaction this You know, I give you my cares, he will give us peace. Amen. So I just want to pray and I want to pray particularly for those that have got family situations that you're really worried about at the moment because that's where it really hits our hearts. So, but maybe, you know, there's some things that you need to do with the Lord. And as I said, focus on the letting go into his hands rather than the intensity of trying to make things change let god do the change so let's pray father i just want to pray that you will come and minister to hearts i want to pray particularly for those that are living in fear and anxiety and worry because of maybe family members or situations amongst the family that they cannot feel they can control but lord will you help them to make these things known to you with thanksgiving, thanking you that you are a God of love and of power and of peace and of joy and all these things. Lord, you know the very depths of what's needed in every heart. And Lord, give us a patience, give us a peace. Lord, as you promise, which will guard our hearts. Lord, and we ask this in your name because you are a wonderful, loving God. And I just thank you, Lord, just for this scripture. May it bring life to our Hearts, minds and our bodies, in Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, thank you and um, trust that you are encouraged. But thanks a lot for listening.